Hey, I know it's your day off and all, but I like you come in for a couple of hours. I need you to fill in for somebody that's out playing around. Oh, you can't come in? That's fine. I tell you what, though. Go ahead and take next week off also, and the week after that, and the week after that, because I no longer need your service if you don't want to help me out. I need help. You don't want to be there? That's fine. Good luck in life. Now, according to scientist John Gottman's, it's a sort of like the famous Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Have you ever had to deal with emotional blackmail? Not everyone likes their boss, and it's normal for supervisors to be harder than employees, but some head honchos are worse than others. And if you have a truly toxic relationship within your higher-ups, your work, or even your health, will suffer. And who ever thought about the idea that the workplace could be a toxic relationship? Well, if you're like me, you understand that not everybody gives along and sometimes not even good for you. And with that on our minds, welcome to the Must See, Must Hear, Be Blast on the entire Akashic Web. Welcome to the Red After Dark, right here on the WFAQI2. I ain't gonna hold y'all up. We're gonna jump right up on here on here and check this out. Quote, when your boss uses a lot of emotional manipulation like guilt trips, threats of embarrassment, or pitting you against other co-workers, those are signs that he or she is not playing by the rules of a typical workplace, unquote, says Bonner. Standing up for yourself against a hostile boss may help you feel better. Although your best bet is to find a job where everybody gets along. Then again, anything new relocation, job, family, friends, cities, whatever. You might feel you're isolated from your other friends. An emotionally abusive partner doesn't always use anger to exert control, Bonnier says. Quote, sometimes they use guilt or shame to make you feel like you've hurt them. They might say, if you go out with your friends tonight, I'll be so lonely, or I can't believe you did that without me, unquote. So when you start dating someone new, it is normal to see your friends less often. But if you feel isolated from other people, that's definitely a very troubling sign. When your friends tell you something is wrong, it might be time to listen. It depends on your friends, I reckon. You may not realize you're in a toxic relationship until things get really bad, especially if you're in a situation that has slowly gotten worse over time or has gone on for so long that it just seems normal. That is why it's important to listen to other people when they voice their concerns. They might have something to tell you, some advice, something that you're missing, some key. Quote, you need to take those objections seriously, especially when someone you respect gives you their opinion, and they don't have ulterior motives, unquote, says Boyer. Sometimes you need an outsider perspective to realize how dysfunctional something really is. Conflicts don't get resolved, they just escalate. Fighting can be healthy as long as both partners truly feel better afterwards. Arguments only become toxic when situations don't get resolved. People do hold grudges when they feel like their partner doesn't understand 
why they're upset. Or they feel they wouldn't be any different even if their partner did understand. In order to feel like equals, each partner needs the reassurance that, yes, their voice is heard, and yes, things will be different next time. Y'all don't talk about serious stuff. Why? Quote, a lot of times it's the stuff that goes unsaid that kills the relationship. Not the stuff you argue passionately about, unquote, says Boynier. A person's reason for not bringing up a big issue could vary. Maybe they're scared of how their partner will react. They've tried talking about it before with little success, or they didn't value their partner's opinion. If you find yourself withdrawing or avoiding a serious topic, ask yourself why that is and what you both can do to make the conversation easier. It seems to be a, a reoccurring theme here. So let me ask y'all this. When does the green-eyed monster get the worst of you? As we know, jealousy is a hard emotion to escape. And there's certainly nothing wrong with feeling envious of a friend's good fortune. But in some situations, those feelings can become, hmm, overwhelming, you would say. Quote, say your best friend just got pregnant after only two months of trying, and you've been struggling with infertility for like three years. Unquote, says Boyer. If you're feeling really bad about that, the best thing for you to do is get some space from that person just for a little while. That doesn't make you a bad friend. In fact, taking care of yourself may be the thing that keeps your friendship intact in the long run. Speaking of that, who's always picking up the slack? Beware this common workplace trap. Quote, we form bonds with our co-workers because they're this mentality of, hey, we're all in this together, unquote, says Boyer. But often there is an imbalance of power between work friends, one that starts slacking off or using the other as a scapegoat, and you may not even realize it because it's happening so gradually. You may pride yourself on going to the extra mile to help a friend in need, but be sure you're not being treated unfairly or taken advantage of intentionally. Same thing goes with, you know, one-sided diets. One-sided is one side, man. When one person in a relationship shreds unwanted pounds, the dynamic between partners can change. Of course, this can be a good thing, especially if you change encourages both partners to be healthier or rekindles romantic attraction. But sometimes weight loss can have a negative effect on relationships. In 2013, North Carolina State University researchers noted that some partners felt jealous or even threatened when their significant other lost weight or nagged by a suddenly healthy partner who wanted them to follow suit. To keep the situation from turning toxic, researchers say open communication is key. Funny, Rev said the same thing. <laughs> Quote, talk about it before and keep talking about it, unquote, says Charlotte Marquet, an associate professor of psychology at Rutgers University. When physical contact becomes a distant memory, you know, the kissing, the hugging, skin-to-skin -skin contact, the release of bonding hormones or feel-good endorphins, 
might not be affectionate on a regular basis. They say you are missing out on an important part of a healthy relationship. Gotta disagree there, but you know, that's what they say. They are the smarties. In a 2011 Kinsey Institute study, many women who reported frequent kissing were more sexually satisfied and men were happier with their relationship overall. Really? Huh. Something to think about there. Even your sleeping situation may be a red flag that something isn't right. In a 2001 British study, the farther apart couples slept, the less likely they were to be happy with their ships. Ooh, I got to give that a big, big disagreement right there because I know a lot of situations back in the old days, they slept in separate beds because some people have, well, everybody has different sleep patterns. Like myself, I toss and turn, I flip and flop, I snore, I do these things. Now, if the person's in bed with you, they're not going to sleep as good as they can if they're in a different sleeping situation. I'm not saying sleep in different houses, different rooms, but if you're going to, you know, share a bed, be sure you're comfortable with each other's sleeping habits. But I cannot agree that sleeping further apart makes you less happy. I cannot, I cannot agree with that because I can see benefits in that. I get the cuddles and the snuggles and the spoons and everything. I get that. But when you're sleeping, you want to be free to do what you got to do, man. Seriously. Hmm. So think about this, though. Do we get or give the cold shoulder? If you or your partner regularly avoids conversations or withhold affections or sex whenever things don't go your way, your relationship could be headed for a downward spiral. In a 2010 study from Brigham Young University, researchers have found that 96% of wives and 88% of husbands were guilty of this type of quote-unquote love withdrawal at some time during their marriage. Occasionally, use of these tactics probably won't tank a relationship. The study authors concluded, but they predicted that as a couple's using more frequently, the risk for divorce does go up. Hmm. So let me ask y'all this. Y'all heard that old saying, optics may attract. Yeah, but do personalities clash? Quote, there are toxic people and there are toxic interactions, unquote, says Quirk. And sometimes you can have a relationship where both parties are good people, but for whatever reason you bring out the worst in each other, it could be that you're anxious from a commitment and your partner doesn't want you to feel pinned down. Or maybe you're hungry for attention and your partner isn't the type to dole out the PDAs. Quote, if you're not getting the cues or reinforcements that you expect, it can be disastrous, even though your partner isn't technically doing anything wrong, unquote. Court continues to say, Attending couples counseling may help you rework some of those patterns, or it may help you decide when it's best to let go. Now, what happens when you can't be yourself? Does it tie into where we started? Are you always walking on eggshells? Many of these red flags follow a common theme. If you cannot be yourself around a person, you might want to reconsider spending time with them. Quote, Often relationships become toxic because you're too scared to show parts of yourself and that might not be well received, unquote, says Boynier. If you feel that you have to wear a mask and always have to have it on or say things that don't come naturally, 
it can be a very stressful and unhealthy situation. And right there is where we're going to have to cut it off for today. I know, I know, it's just getting up in here and we're trying to figure everything out, but we got to put a pause for the cause, y'all. So y'all come back for the next 1121 because the Red Red After Dark will be talking about something that might be catching y'all's ear. Can we fall out of love with love? Think on that. See y'all next time. Love y'all, man. Rev out. There's only one problem with that. What is? It's evil. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? Two, five, seven. Two, five, seven.